0: listening to Ouija Brots. This is Liz. This is Devin. And I have brought to you our very first Idaho story. I'm so glad we're crossing borders. Yes, the kind of border you can walk to from where I'm at. Yeah, but it counts. It does count. We
1: had a friend that uh, skateboarded, longboarded from Spokane
0: to Idaho. So if she can do that, you can definitely walk there. Well, do you remember when her husband ran? Yeah. All the way from his house to Coeur Lane. Yeah.
1: And at the end, he danced because it wasn't enough running. Yep. What's wrong with people? I don't know why we're friends with these people. <laughs> they just make us feel bad about ourselves.
0: <laughs> I drove to that restaurant and then ate some food next to him. So I did my part, okay? You did your part. Yep. Your yeah. pit crew. Yeah, exactly. Except I just showed up at the end to say, good job. That's all I needed. Oh, I gotta start talking about the actual thing my stomach's growling. Go for it. This me too. This isn't gonna be good. Tell me about Idaho. Okay. I'm gonna set the stage for you. It's nineteen forty eight in Idaho. Udaho. <laughs> I gotta warn you, like there's gonna be a lot of opportunities for some low hanging fruit in terms of double entendres, so just get it out of your system now.
1: I'll stop. I'll be good. Go ahead, please. Please set the scene.
0: All right. Housing boom after the war is great for Idaho, but it's actually very hard on the local wildlife, right? Yeah. There's all this new development. And in particular, one animal that's having a really hard time with this is the beavers. And they don't... Yeah. <laughs> I'm being good. good. Got it. I'm being good. Got anything? <laughs> no. No.
1: I love a beaver with a hard time.
0: <sighs> Go ahead, Please. They don't mix well with all the new development because they are their own little engineers. Mm-hmm. And they like to make dams and chew through things. And they damage homes and they screw up the irrigation systems for farms and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But even in the 40s, they understand that beavers are a really important part of the ecosystem. So they're not just going to kill them. They know that when you have beavers around, it reduces the risk of flash floods and there's less erosion. Mm-hmm. And they improve the habitats of other creatures. Okay. So, they decided to relocate them. They had two problems that are connected. One is that the places that they did want the beavers to live were very underdeveloped and they didn't really have roads where you could take a car. Okay. And the usual way of getting around in these areas was you would use a horse or a mule. Right. And the beavers did not care for this <laughs> very much. <laughs> They did not like being put in little transportation boxes and bounced around mm. in the heat. And you know who else didn't like it was the horses. Because <laughs> the beavers did not smell good. And they had a couple incidents where they would try this. And, you know, as soon as you let the beaver out, the beaver would just be like, no, fuck this, fuck you, fuck everything. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, the horses yes. would be mad. The conservationist would get bitten, and it was just a bad scene. Oh, dear. So it was pretty miserable for everyone involved. Oh, dear. Here's where they come up with a brilliant plan. Surplus World War II parachutes. What? They put a lot of effort into this project to airdrop beavers. (laughs) Entirely true story. And when I went <laughs> digging for weird Idaho stuff, when I found this, I was like, well, I'm done. done. I don't <laughs> want to do anything no. else before this. It doesn't get better. Fever so parachutes. Fever <laughs> yeah. Wait! Please Please give me a second. <laughs> oh oh I'm hyperventilating. It's just really funny to
1: picture. Please continue.
0: I'll be good. Well, I'm sorry to say they didn't put them Ooh. in little vests or oh, anything. Oh, they didn't. They, No, if only. Mm. They built these special wooden boxes that they held together with linen strips. Okay. And it took them a while to find the right design for this because the trick was they needed something that after they landed, the beavers could get out. But they would not chew their way out while they were still in the plane. Well,
1: they're in the air. Therefore...
0: Yeah, therefore sprinting around the small (laughs) propeller plane and distressing everyone. Especially the horses.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I assume the horses are still part of this, right?
0: They're in the plane as well. well. They wanted to see how it worked. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they made these boxes and they tested them with this one really patient beaver who was named Geronimo, of course. Good God. And they dropped him off the plane with a parachute many, many, many (laughs) times. (laughs) And... Yeah, and it got to the point where when he would pop out of it, he would actually just go to them and wait to be put back in the oh. next iteration because oh. he knew this was his job. Oh, yeah. His reward for his patience was that he got to be the first airlifted beaver who got relocated, and they sent him with three female beavers to keep him company. Yeah, Geronimo. Way to go, Geronimo. Yeah. All in all, they air dropped seventy six beavers. Good God, that many. They, yeah. 76 75 of them were fine and one mm-hmm. of them apparently halfway down got out of the box somehow and jumped off it like he would have been fine if he just stayed if on, he the, just box, stayed on the
1: box but
0: he probably panicked i would have I been might- pretty alarmed <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> oh
0: these are not small animals. Like I can't no. I don't even like putting a cat in a carrier or no. a kid in a car seat. So no. the idea of capturing a wild beaver and cramming it into this little thing oh. with parachute, a surplus parachute. Oh my god. We yeah. this is my favorite day. I
1: can't believe <laughs> this is what human beings came up with.
0: Yes. They looked at this problem and they didn't say, "Oh well, I guess we'll just put up with you know how unpleasant this is yeah. or maybe we'll wait till they put a better road in or let's just give up on this project they said no we can crack this we have the what technology what do we got lying around yes <laughs> I'm, we can we can make this work what do we got extra of these days <laughs> parachutes sweet
1: <laughs> so i want to do a limited edition run of drawings that I make related to our some of our our episodes, and this is definitely on the list of things to draw. Oh yeah, it's so
0: good. Beaver draw, and these these were not artists or anything. You know, these were conservation officers. So oh. that is a lot of dedication. It is a lot of dedication. <laughs> Man, they really wanted this to work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Seventy-five beavers, and you know what? It was really successful. Their descendants are still around. No way. Yeah. No, ha- They're still around supporting the habitat and making dams for free, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to get a corps of engineers in. You can just airdrop some beavers in there. They haven't done it since. It was successful, and it accomplished what they were trying to do, and they really haven't had that circumstance come up again. But it was the kind of thing where it happened, And it made the news a tiny bit from what I was able to find, but then it just completely fell out of the public consciousness until a couple years ago, because God loves us. Yeah. Somebody found a videotape. What? Are you serious? (laughs) Yes. They make this sort of like, it's a very late 40s, early 50s video of, you know, science on the march. Yes. And and I will put it up on Twitter and Facebook for everyone to enjoy Oh, gosh. Well, when the episode comes out, because otherwise they're going to, the surprise will be ruined.
1: (laughs) I have not wanted anything more in my Mm -hmm. life than this video right now.
0: Yeah, there's not, this is a a tricky one. I really should have picked a second topic because that's the whole story. Like, you know the whole story as soon as I say the words beaver parachute. but i can't not no bring beaver parachutes to you
1: that's all i need i don't need it to yeah. be a long story it is perfect in its simplicity
0: yeah it's really it's sweet only one beaver is harmed in the yeah. making of this ludicrousness and he did
1: it to himself it's a
0: it's a real animal oh it it God. it really happened oh our tax God. dollars went to this project oh and i'm frankly quite sad they abandoned it because I think it would give us a real tactical advantage in some places. (laughs) The element of surprise.
1: What would you dump, Liz? Would you dump like Wolverines? What wouldn't I (laughs) dump? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That is fair. That is fair.
0: All I'm saying is if you want to win hearts and minds in whatever country we've decided to go to war with this week, just be like, but would you like uh, some puppies?
1: (laughs) Take note, United Nations. Stop dropping food and water in war-torn places.
0: (laughs) More dogs. That's what people Mm -hmm. want. Extra mouths to feed.
1: More beavers, then it is yeah more beavers Beavers for
0: places that that need some irrigation and and so forth there were actually coyote puppies on the cover of the spokesman today and i Um, was like look matt wolverines (laughs) i
1: was gonna say it's too bad that manito zoo was shut down because they could have just walled the beavers off
0: much like manito (laughs) or shipped them yeah If it had been 20 years earlier, I'm sure one of these things could have caught a stiff breeze and ended up in Spokane, and they would have gone, neat, free beaver. (laughs) Stick him in the zoo with the others. Yeah. Or he
1: would have (laughs) run off to the wilds to live with the escaped grizzly bear that, I'm sorry, they looked for for four days?
0: Four whole days. Fuck. (laughs) Well, I mean, for some of those days, they knew where it was. They just couldn't catch it. No. Yeah. Oh God! They said it was really good at what it was doing. So being a
1: bear, man, just bear stuff. They bailed. Yeah. Hey, I got so
0: wrapped up in all that that I didn't even tell people that that's why Spokane is the lilac city is because they had a lilac garden that started a huge trend of having lilacs in your gardens. So now I've said that that's why Spokane is the lilac city. I
1: thought this was going to relate to the bears
0: yeah that bear's name was lilac and it was (laughs) so famous
1: you will bullshit as long as i keep hitting record so (laughs) whatever i want to believe it too
0: this story has been so true up to this point i had to throw something in there
1: you had to keep me guessing (laughs) but geronimo the beaver just let them do this eh
0: yeah uh, he yeah suddenly canadian devon he did (laughs) (laughs) hey
1: That's how I indicate a question mark when you can't see my face. <laughs> I'm giving you verbal cues.
0: Yeah, and then he got to be Geronimo, the polygamous beaver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Geronimo's living the life we all want to live.
0: Yeah, that was a very non-traditional marriage for Idaho, I gotta say. Yeah. But
1: Wasn't that the truth? Yeah. You know, you have given me something new to associate with Idaho, because up until this point, it's been the Coeur Resort and Bennett Bay the Sex Hotel.
0: <laughs> Where you can pretend that you're in space having sex.
1: Yeah, you're an astronaut, or you're in the jungle.
0: Oh, God love you, Bennett Bay, but when your website brags that you clean the hot tubs once a week, yeah. it makes me think about it too much. It makes
1: me really consider the timeline here. Uh, sorry, yeah. my cat's on my lap and he's eating my headphone cords, so. Do you have a spare parachute? Because I've got an animal. I'd like to drop out of a plane right now.
0: That's the solution to your moving problem.
1: bang rang Let's do it. Yeah, do it. Let's do it. All right, I'm on it.
0: Oh my god. So yes, a happy ending and a real animal, but a very weird story. Oh man,
1: and I love it when a beaver has a happy ending. <laughs>
0: made it a good 15 minutes without doing that
1: it was like holding back a sneeze liz it gave me a headache
0: oh okay i'm gonna give you a preview of some idaho stuff that i found did you know the center of the universe is in idaho
1: i did i i have been to it have you oh that's amazing i've been to the center of the universe and i have a picture of my husband standing under the sign
0: well, geez, put that up. That sounds really good. On it.
1: Excellent. Sorry. Tell hmm. me something I don't know. That came off really snotty and challenging, and I didn't
0: mean it that way. No, it's amazing that you actually went. I have considered it, but I'm also like, that's a long road trip for a picture. Uh, um, you know. Let's see. What else do we know? Did you know that there is a brothel museum uh, from the 80s? From the 80s, the 1880s.
1: Yeah.
0: No, the 1980s. This I did
1: not know about and this I need to know about.
0: There was a raid and everything has been left exactly how it was when all the women ran out. Except they have put some mannequins in oh, well, to wear the outfits. Yeah, that improved it. Yeah. Good Lord. But it, it's a little time capsule now. Okay, let's go there. there. There has been a request for a brothel episode, which I definitely think we can do. Oh, yeah. The house is haunted by the echo
1: of no your last goodbye. The house is haunted by the memories that refuse
0: to die. Oh, Devin. Oh, our Liz. Beaver episode came in really short, so I thought we should cover another topic that we recorded at a later date just to make sure that our listeners get all the content they deserve.
1: I really like that idea. I hope that it's also about a cute, adorable, fuzzy creature, and it uh, has some good stories that I can tell people about, because I've told so many people about beavers being dropped over Idaho since we recorded that episode.
0: (laughs) It's the best, because it has it all in the name, which also made a very short episode. Yeah. (laughs) But all right, well, the creature I want to tell you about, Devin, is... Cute. Okay. Adorable. Okay. Not fuzzy. So it's me. Sorry. That's okay. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> no, it isn't. I'm going to tell you about the Pacific Northwest tree octopus. <laughs> what is that? Octopus Paxarbolus. What is it that? It lives in the Olympic Peninsula. You've never seen one of these? I've never seen one of these. I've spent a lot no, of so time the- here. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep it together okay i'm calm
1: Pl- no i've never seen one i've never seen one over here
0: okay well they don't live in the water they're they live in the trees hence the name yeah and yeah so when they're born they live in the water but as soon as they become adults they come out and they live in the rainforest and because they're adapted to it they can live outside the water and they're the only octopi octopodes octopuses i think octopuses that can do that no way yeah Dude, no way. They're really intelligent.
1: Well, I mean, cephalopods are known for being really intelligent, which is great. But the fact that these have evolved to climb trees, like, Mm -hmm. that's even smarter than a normal octopus. Because that means you get the best of a a watery world and a
0: tree world. Right. Well, if you think about the way an octopus is laid out, too, it makes sense. Like, they're probably really good at climbing. They kind of are like the sloths of the water. Oh, they have to be monkeys or something like that. No, they're cool in a lot of ways, too. So this this gives them access to a whole new ecosystem as omnivores, right? So they can get an egg or they can eat bugs uh, as they climb around. They have really good eyesight and they actually change color, not like a mimic octopus does in order to conceal itself so much as to, Mm -hmm. this is how they show emotion. And what's going on with them is they're they're very social. Wait,
1: they live in groups in the rainforest, and I have not seen one yet.
0: Well, they every year in spring they go back to the Hood Canal area and they congregate and they find mates, and that's when they make their egg clusters. Okay, and the female you know guards it and cares for it. Okay, but the probably why you haven't seen them is they're severely endangered and this is why it's not as happy a story as the beaver story right because there's a lot of logging going on there's it's hard for them to cross the road because they're so little and damp oh right oh they're so wet Liz. yeah and they have they stick to everything they do and their natural predators are really taking out the ones that are left including the sasquatch which is a huge natural predator (laughs) of the pacific tree octopus (laughs) <laughs> just stomping around
1: with his big yep. feet oh well so yeah do Sasquatch then
0: I mean they eat calamari is that what you're telling me yeah just raw just raw and it's oh. really hard on the Pacific tree octopus because they have this major threat of being a completely fictional creature <laughs> 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 thank you for playing along with me I, I wonder how many so people, many times. how many people are going to tweet at us before they get four minutes into this, before they get to the end of it.
1: Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, yes. Liz! I'm so excited. I'm just. I felt so like happy. that was about
0: as far as I could keep it together. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. This is a internet hoax that's from the late 90s, mm-hmm. there was this guy named Lyle Zapato yes. who came up with all this. And so if you search the Pacific tree octopus, you find some fairly plausible looking sites. <laughs> and they, uh, they use it a lot in internet literacy classes yes. because they're trying to teach like seventh graders how to actually critically evaluate what you see on the internet. Oh. And not... Devin, yes, did you ma'am. know, sometimes people lie on the internet? What? are you Mm -hmm. like you just did just now oh my god i i'm part of the problem oh my god you are part of the problem no
1: elizabeth (laughs) every now and then people lie on the
0: internet do we call them alternative
1: facts or do we just are you just going to go balls out and say it's a lie
0: I'm just going to say it's a lie. It's an untruth. It's a falsehood. It's a falsehood. And you can even get stuff like what I was reading past some people, even if you say that their predators are things like Sasquatch. People don't read. I've noticed this. I'm an educator. And honestly, (laughs) people don't read what you give them sometimes. One semester... And I'm not going to get in trouble saying this, because if any students listen to this, then they'll have listened to my podcast. And Good, you get an A+. You get an A+, kid. I put a secret part in my syllabus in the academic honesty section about if they had read that far, I told them, okay, just email me and tell me that you read that far, and I'll give you some extra credit points.
1: That's incredible. How many students did you get an email from? Maybe 10%. Oh,
0: damn. Dude. I think I also made them do a, like a, a very short quiz. Like it was like a four question thing that was already online. Oh, and okay. So it was just like click, 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 like ridiculously easy. And not to say <laughs> that 90% of them didn't read that far. I'm sure there was some component of them who looked at it and they're like, ha, no, life's too short. <laughs> All right. But our, our research standards for this podcast are better than some. But fundamentally, you and I are not biologists or oh, geologists no. or conservation officers. No. I think we do our best. But I wanted to throw in the Pacific tree octopus, and I was having a hard time figuring out how to do it because I knew you already knew it wasn't real.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm willing to pretend I can act.
0: Thank you for playing along. You're a very good You're actress. Very welcome. Um, mm-hmm. Can I
1: tell you my one octopus story that I have? It's not the Pacific Northwest Tree yeah. Octopus. It's just a regular run-of-the-mill, you know, Pacific octopus.
0: Devin, um, there's no such thing as a run-of-the-mill octopus. Bless your heart. They're all amazing. All unique. And delicious.
1: <laughs> They're so gross. I can't believe you eat them. They are like mm-hmm. rubber bands, salty rubber bands. Mm. And I can get those get for Get at free. me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Tell me your octopus Gross. story. Well, we learned about this in museum school. There was a, uh, you know, when you're in museum school, you also learn about aquariums and zoos
0: and stuff that have live collections. We learned about. I mean, of course, because you made museum school up. I'm sure you learn about ponies and fairies and stuff.
1: Actually, I did because I went to elf school in Iceland with a bunch (laughs) of my museum people. And I have a textbook from elf school and it talks about fairies and it talks about Icelandic ponies. Uh, So clearly you went to the same class and you got the same textbook.
0: Oh, Icelandic ponies are real, actually. I've ridden them. (laughs) It's true. They have a special pace in between a walk and a trot. It's called tolting. (laughs) <laughs> I bet you didn't know I knew so much about Iceland and ponies. I had no idea. I don't even know enough to, I don't have the wherewithal to refute that argument
1: or that statement. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I'm going to tell you my octopus story that I learned in museum school, which I did not make up, or if I did, I gamed myself because I paid a fuck ton of money to go to museum school. (laughs) There was an aquarium we learned about that had a problem, and the problem was that some of their exotic fish were going missing every evening. They'd have 10 fish, they'd lock up the museum, they'd come back the next day, and there'd be three fish, and they'd go, what the fuck is happening Mm -hmm. to our fish? So... The folks at the museum got really conspiracy theorists. You know, they thought there were um, workers in the museum that must be selling these fish to exotic fish breeders or, you know, the janitor had a saltwater tank at home that he was stocking with his own, you know, ill-got fish from the museum. So they put up cameras and what they found out was their giant Pacific octopus figured out how to get itself out of a two-inch hole in its tank and every night it would (laughs) come i love criminy you're from from
0: 1920s england this is what Uh, happens when you have a kid all of a sudden jeepers creepers is what's coming out of your mouth cheese and rice cheese and
1: rice (laughs) (laughs) anyway this octopus was getting out of this tiny little crack jeepers and was climbing out of his tank at night helping himself to whatever fish he wanted to eat, oh, and then, you know, arming himself back across the floor and back into his tank before the keepers came back in the morning. That's amazing. How cool is that?
0: Smart he was like, I fucker. cannot sit in this tank all day Mm-mm. watching the buffet Mm-mm. and not help myself when you're not looking. Oh, no, no, that's just torturous. That's mean. Um, this They are really smart. The one in the National Aquarium, yeah. they actually put baby toys in with it. So it has something to play with. I
1: love the Seattle Aquarium because they catch their giant octopus off of um, the coast. I mean, they catch them here locally and they have them on display for six months before re-releasing them. If you keep them any longer, they're so smart that they get depressed. Oh! So the Seattle Aquarium takes great pains to make sure that they have them long enough so that they inspire conservation activities in visitors. And then they let them go back to being octopuses in the wild.
0: This is 100% what it would sound like if aliens had a podcast and they were discussing <laughs> humans. They're like, you scoop them up. And after like a week, they, they're, they're really smart. You wouldn't believe it, but they're really smart and they get depressed and you have to go put them back in the grass field you found them in.
1: Man, if they only did that instead of mutilating our cattle. Mm-hmm.
0: What a world. i mean if they gave you some toys and stuff it wouldn't be so bad
1: dude if they okay they're feeding me they're giving me great medical care i have a tank to myself uh at the seattle aquarium every valentine's day they put the male and female together to see if they'll make some babies um yeah so it sounds like a really
0: good deal sign me up (laughs) excellent all right, I'm going to have us do an outro just to help me edit it all together Absolutely. when we get there. So, let's see. You've been listening. You've been. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to take the initiative and do it I for way you. I overreacted mm-hmm. to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was an appropriate reaction to me actually doing some damn work. Okay, you take it. All right. You've been listening to Ouija Broads. This is Devin. This is Liz. And we uh, wait,
0: what the hell am I doing? I did an intro, didn't I? That's OK. Yeah, I I'm did, just going to yeah, tell I them. Did. Go for it. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Ouija Brots. Uh Please rate, review and subscribe if you're a fan of the show and keep your eyes on our social media where we're going to be sharing information about giveaways and swag. We will. Can I say swag or am I too old? No, you can
1: say swag because you have swag. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Live weird. Die weird. Stay weird. (laughs) Yay. Okay, let's stop and save this. (laughs)